Hey guys, it's Shay here from The Natural Lifestyles reporting to you from Budapest. We've got the lovely Christmas lights out tonight, so it's a good scene. And on this episode of Ask The Naturals, I'm gonna answer a very interesting question. So let me read the question first. The question is, you and the other guys use the word love. What the hell is love? Now the second part of that is seeing myself and other people, I could comfortably say that sexual relationships, even long ones, have nothing to do with love. And if they did, why would most of them end up in a big mess, basically? That's a really good question. There's a part two to this question, which I'll get to next, but first parts first. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. There are certain layers to love, and love has many different expressions in many different forms. In some sense, we could say that love is a sense of acceptance and connection and a sense of goodwill towards something, like appreciation. Uh, now, of course, as human beings, we have different expressions of that. We can have generalized kind of love where we're just relaxing and enjoying a scene around us where we can say, I love this place, I love this experience, or I love a piece of chocolate cake because that's like a, you know, an experience. But then the, the other form of love that we also talk about is the devotional love especially romantic devotional love. So when you have an object of love that you're using as an opportunity to reflect and connect with a deeper part of meaning inside of yourself. So what that means in romantic relationships is having the object of your devotion uh, as your partner. Now, that's uh, something that is not easily understood by a lot of people, especially when we have society telling us all kinds of interesting things about what love is. You know, love is uh, buying dinners and, you know, being romantic and doing, doing romantic, lovey kinds of things. And of course, they're, they're symptoms and, and aspects of love's expression. But love's much bigger than that, of course. So in my opinion, love is actually like the ability to really accept and understand somebody that you're with uh, on more direct terms. And, and the statement that was made in that question is very true to a degree, is like, love doesn't seem to have very much to do with actual relationships in a way. But I think the distinction that's missing there is the fact that there is a difference between romantic infatuation and love. Romantic infatuation is when we have somebody outside of ourselves that we objectify as an ideal, and then we want to have them in our lives, we want to get something from them, we want them to prove something to us or to the world around us so that we feel like we're complete, so we feel like we're whole. Now, that's much more of a kind of game of possession or control or dealing with inadequacies than it is to do with this thing called love. Now, I think a lot of relationships can start out as romantic infatuations, and then they move into more of a loving kind of phase in the sense that as you get to know somebody, as the images and the ideals of what you first got with them for start to change because you just get used to each other or your values change or, you know, you don't look for something inside of them that you first looked for, like validation or beauty or pleasure or whatever, then there's an opportunity to move towards love, an opportunity to move towards accepting each other, an opportunity to move towards appreciating each other on a much broader context, being friends and uh, enjoying time or creating things together or even just sharing experiences for the sake of sharing experiences. Now, it is also a sad fact that most people that have relationships get to a point where there's a kind of a, a crossroads or a, or a difficulty and they need to make a choice about what they want to do. And of course, living in a modern society with a lot of different things that we can be distracted by, a lot of options, especially when we're young, it's tempting to just not want to invest, to not make the effort to make a relationship last longer than just the typical romantic fantasy period of a few months or maybe a few years. So the question is, I mean, how can we 
understand that and how can we protect ourselves from that because it can have a lot of negative consequences getting involved in these so-called stories of love but really just being caught up in romantic infatuations. One of the distinctions that I think is very important to separate those two is to recognize the difference between trying to get something from somebody else to feel okay and feel whole versus just really appreciating being with somebody and enjoying the time with them. And I think in some ways we can't really truly love somebody until we love ourselves. And I know that that sounds like a bit of a cliche, but what that means is that you need to understand your own needs and be able to fulfill yourself from your own internal resourcefulness before you can really have a solid long-term relationship with somebody else that's based on exchange. Because otherwise what's gonna happen is you're just gonna get caught up in all kinds of games of give and take and uh, manipulation and exchange and basically a kind of an economy of, uh, of exchange as opposed to just really loving each other and appreciating each other on some level. And of course, a lot of relationships do deteriorate down to the point where when the romantic infatuation's gone, there's nothing left. So there's a kind of a resentment that tends to accrue. And one way you can think of this which is quite kind of useful is, is imagine you know you're going through your life you're doing your thing and then one day you find somebody that really sparks something in you they move something in you you feel amazing being around them you get to know them and then of course just being around them is fantastic uh, and it's like a drug you get high on that kind of shit and then over time you spend more time with each other and then eventually you have to start making sacrifices you have to start taking time away from the other things that you'd be doing maybe going to the gym or hanging out with your friends or doing a project or studying something that you really love or doing a hobby or spending time with other people that you have connections with with. And as we start making those sacrifices, then what starts happening is we give little parts of ourselves away. And we make those sacrifices consciously because we think, well, if I give a little part of myself, then I'm still getting value out of this relationship. And that's true. But what happens over time, I guess to a certain point, a few months in, that you start to realize I've lost myself or my identity is starting to take a big turn for the worse because it's just getting associated with this relationship. So people build their, their sense of self around the relationship and they make their relationship the most important thing. And of course, they can't help but build resentment towards that over time because their sense of independence and freedom and choice and all the things that they used to have as a free, single, independent human uh, start to be sacrificed. So you've got to keep the balance between those two different things. When you're in a relationship, it is really, really important to have time apart, like extremely important to have time apart. And that can happen on a fairly regular basis, even just every day when you have a few hours apart or whatever. But ideally it should also be, you I mean, you have some days apart from time to time, or if not a lot, I mean, catching up with each other once a week or you know, a couple of times a week, for example, I think is very healthy and can often make sure that the length of the relationship can be prolonged and keep it healthy over a long period of time. So that's just a little bit of a suggestion and idea to keep in mind there. The other thing about love is like love is, a, is it is essentially a kind of a, a frame of looking at the world. It comes with states, it comes with behaviors, it comes with skills and things that arise out of it, but it's a, it's a model of the world. And it's a model of the world that assumes that you're connected. So that gives you a little bit of an explanation of what love is from our opinion. And also the other thing is that love represents a lot of really cool potentials. You know, we use the word love to, to talk about things that we feel good about, that we feel connected to, that we feel are important, that we feel we want more of. So using that kind of language and using that kind of mentality and starting to relate to the world as a kind of a lover is a very important thing. Um, because the lover aspect of our psyche, the lover aspect of our mentality is very much about feeling connected to pleasure, to the senses, to the world around us, to other people, to what really makes us feel alive together when we share time together. And so very important things, because if you don't have a lover aspect, if you're feeling a bit empty in your lover aspect or a bit neglected in your lover aspect, then it will tend to result in things like being a bit dry in your relating or being a bit boring in your relating or feeling quite isolated 
from the world around you in different ways. So the, the lover and this aspect of love is a really big part of healing your relationship to the world and looking after yourself in the world. So that's part one of the answer. Part two of this question is, I made a bad start as a man and I stepped into a relationship with the wrong woman. I learned a lot about myself and women, but I had my heart broken. Now, two years later, I feel an emotional pain sometimes. And even though I'm more comfortable and cool uh, and more seductive even than, than when I started, I feel like part of me died in that process and there is no coming back from that. Um, and even though I've learned a lot because I've realized how messed up other women can be, even if they're beautiful, and I treat both men and women equally, I just want to know, is it normal to lose excitement and feel less emotion as you go on? Well, that's a complicated question too, but it's a good one. And it brings to light a lot of um, things that are very normal in the sense that if you have negative experiences, aka traumas, undigested parts of your experience, things that don't really settle very well with you or you haven't built a model of the world that is sophisticated enough to understand it, then you're going to be in dissonance with it. You're going to have this feeling that lingers around with you that comes up and like bites you every now and then and comes up as a pang of anxiety or disappointment or collapse or frustration or depression or anger or any of those lovely negative things that we have coming up from time to time. And it's going to haunt you, telling you on a subtle level, you need to get some peace with this. You need to find your way through this part of ourselves. And this is what self-inquiry and really what inner game and transformation is all about, is that finding the threads of the things that are incomplete inside of ourselves and coming to peace with them and building a worldview that allows us to grow stronger over the long run, to be part of the process. So in some sense, yes, of course, it's really normal to feel jaded and frustrated and uh, you know, to have negative side effects of having been disrespected or having expectations fail or you know, building something with somebody that doesn't turn out. Um, but at the same time, it is also equally important to recognize that that is only just part of the process and that as you can integrate that into a larger worldview that is much more along the lines of recognizing that love is still possible, that, the, that the, the journey of transformation is still worth it and also that it's not really about trying to get something to feel like you've won the game or completed the game. It's much more about coming to peace with the process and understanding the process. So definitely being aware of the fact that you're slipping in that kind of way is, is really important for, for anybody, for any of us to, like, to make sure that we don't go down the rabbit hole of feeling excessively negative based on experiences from the past. And the secondary part of that, which is very important as well, is to make sure that you're staying connected with your creative potential, to stay connected with this part of you that makes you feel alive and recognize that if you believe that you're jaded from the past, it's probably much more of a sign that you are addicted to your self-image from the past, or at least you're addicted to something that you had happen in the past and you wished it had been different. Now often the big pain that happens from when we had breakups and the thing that really lingers around and causes us a lot of difficulty is the fact that we built an ideal with somebody, we built a future with somebody and then for whatever reason it failed. Maybe we failed our part, maybe they failed their part, maybe both people failed their part and then there's a kind of a, a void or a lack or a disappointment that lingers around and to the degree that you still hold on to that, that future and you, you still feel like it should have been that way is the degree that you're gonna feel grief and frustration and heartbreak about it. Now one of the best medicines, one of the most powerful medicines, one of the most you know, amazing things that you can do for yourself in that position is get connected to the real 
fire inside of yourself to transform, to create a better future that is directly generated from you, that is not dependent on anybody else, that is not dependent on, on uh, you know, some relationship being some specific way. And instead, it just comes directly from you feeling fucking amazing about being yourself, about being in control of your time and your energy, uh, you know, about mastering something that really gives you meaning in your life. When you get in contact with that, and that can even just be something as simple as like, all right, I'm just gonna focus on the things that I can make a big difference over and that give me a lot of uh, positive feedback. So self-education, health and fitness, spirituality, building businesses, you know, just generally becoming a more charismatic, interesting, worldly, fucking cool person. Then you're gonna feel fucking amazing about yourself because you're not dependent on anybody else and frustration can't really get to you so much. So in that sense, you can actually go the opposite direction. You can start becoming stronger and more powerful in who you are and start to look at the past of those experiences that are a bit fucked up or frustrating or whatever and be really grateful. It's like, cool, I had those experiences. They taught me about an aspect of myself, but they don't define who I am. And who I really am is this much bigger, more creative, more amazing thing that subsumes or is much uh, more advanced than just those limiting aspects. So that's it, gentlemen. I hope that gives you a little bit of an overview. It's a bit of a rant and there's a lot of cool things in there. Uh, keep asking us some good questions. We've got plenty more in the bag. And take care. Chat soon. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural, Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The, the Natural, Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.